Hey guys, welcome back to the another episode of Smart News powered by Quasex podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how Nike is changing the marathon industry. In the last week, there was an event at Mumbai and the event was named Mumbai Marathon 2020. This year's Mumbai Marathon winner, Derera Hurisa, usually runs with Adidas shoes, but on last week, he ran with the Nike's Vaporflies. Hurisa claimed he had misplaced his running shoes on the flight and had borrowed the Vaporflies from his colleague, Abraham. The three Ethiopian runners who dominated the show posted timings under the course record of 2 hours 8 minutes and 35 seconds at the Mumbai Marathon on last Sunday but all the attention was focused on the lime green and neon pink shoes they were running with. Yes, Nike's Vapor Flies. Do you know the most remarkable thing about Nike's $250 Vaporfly Elite shoes? They actually live up to the hype. When the shoes was launched in the year 2017, Nike insisted it would improve the running economy by an average of 4%. And that's a claim so astounding that it caused many sports scientists' eyebrows to rise in skepticism. In 2018, the reporters and the analysts from the New York Times had analyzed 495,000 marathon and even the half marathon times 2014 using the data from the social sports social media called Strava and it also reached a similar conclusion. Runners who wore vapor flies which have a controversial substance called carbon fiber plate in the soles did indeed run a 3 to 4 percent quicker on average than similar runners wearing other shoes and around 1 percent faster than those using the next speediest shoes. A more pressing task is to ask whether the shoes and other forms of cutting edge technology go too far. A case has been made that the Vaporflies have already created at least one major sliding doors moment in elite sport. Roger Jr., the director of the Sports Governance Center at the University of Colorado Boulder, notes that in 2016 U.S. Olympic marathon trials, Kara Gaucho finished in fourth, missing out on the plane to Rio by just one place. Yet the winner, Amy, along with the third place runner, Shalene, were both wearing early prototypes of Vaporflies, which he believed could have made all the differences to the result. It is highly likely that Goucher is the first known athlete to miss the Olympics due to shoe technology. The mean improvement of Nike Vaporfly for women and fastest runner is around 2% put Goucher into the wave of flies in 2016 US marathon trials, she gets the spot if they improve her performance by only 
Now, Nike's Vaporfly's marathon shoes face a potential ban from competition. World Athletics, it's a governing body for track and field, is said to be mulling a ban on Nike Vaporfly shoes that are helping elite runners break marathon record just like the last week in Bombay Marathon 2020. Reports are conflicting about how likely or how comprehensive any ban might be. The Times of London says the body is likely to outlaw the shoes, while on the other hand, The Guardian reports an outright ban is not expected. Instead, it said World Athletics focus may be on limiting the upgrades to future versions such as how much foam Nike can add to the midsole. Vaporflies quickly became a controversial talking point among the running set. Do they really make you faster or are they part of a carefully orchestrated marketing stunt? Are they designed for elite runners or can casual competitors benefit from them as well? The answer to all these questions appears to be yes. And now the biggest question you guys may be thinking is what makes Vaporfy so fast? Or how could one save 4% energy or 4% more speed as claimed by the company? The research suggests that the energy savings of the first Vaporfly came from two things. One is the foam in the midsole and the other reason is the carbon fiber plate sandwiched inside the soles. The results from the researchers showed that the firm in the midsole is uncommonly compliant and resilient. In other words, it's squishy and springy. And those properties enable the foam to absorb the energy a runner applies when the feet meet pavement and return a portion of it to the other stride, somehow. How it works? exactly remains unclear. The researchers originally hypothesized that the foam would save runners energy by reducing bending at the knees, but that turned out not to be the case. But the foam, mechanically speaking, is a big player in whatever going on. The results also showed that the another component of the shoe is carbon fiber plate. The carbon fiber plate plays a role but not in a way many people think. When the Vaporfly was first unveiled, critics of the shoe speculated that the plate acted like a spring. But the recent research findings suggest that plate spring function is negligible. What the plate does do is improves runner's ankle mechanics by stabilizing the joint and reducing the load on the calves. At the same time, its stiffness helps keep runners' toes nice and straight, allowing them to preserve the energy they would otherwise spend flexing them. The shoes use a carbon fiber plate packed in foam to capture more of the energy in each footfall and propel the runner forward in every step, making them more efficient over long distances. They are so effective that some athletes such as former U.S. distance runner Rand Hall 
argue it confers an unfair mechanical advantage. Runners wearing the shoes keep breaking marathon records and now eyes are on the shoes at every big race. Unsurprisingly, it became a popular choice among the both elite and non-elite runners and sometimes to, to, to the detriment of Nike's competitors. When Nike released this first Vaporfly, the share price of Japanese shoemakers like Essex and Mizuno dropped considerably. At a major road race for collegiate runners in Japan earlier this month, more than 84% of competitors were the Vaporfly next. The number choosing Japanese brand plummeted. Only 7 runners were Essex, down from 51 the previous year, and 9 chose Mizuno, declining from 24 a year earlier. The financial data company Bloomberg noted shares in Essex and Mizuno rose slightly after the news broke out about the Nike's Vaporfly potential ban. Whatever World Athletics decides, it's unlikely to have much effect on Nike's sales. Performance shoes for distance runners are a small fraction of, of its $39 billion business. Nike also has a knack for turning bans into great marketing as it did when the NBA banned Michael Jordan's first sneakers for, for violating its requirement that a player's shoes match their jersey. And that's all for today guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Have a great day.